Hello and welcome to Every Mother Matters. I'm Sharon Au, founder of NBC Wellness Private Limited and a mother of two children. From battling postnatal depression to being the first Singaporean certified in net postpartum care provider. For the past 10 years, I've helped parents and infant care teachers to have better understanding of babies and educate new mothers on the science behind postnatal care. In this podcast, I will share tips and techniques on mummy wellness and baby care. I believe that every woman deserves the best. So join me in this journey for Every Mother Matters. Welcome to Every Mother Matters. I'm Sharon and in this episode, I'll be sharing with you the journey of my tough postnatal recovery. Before I was pregnant, I was not in the pink of health. I knew that my digestion was very weak and I had chronic fatigue syndrome. My energy level was very low too. I was tired from Monday to Sunday. As meat was hard to digest, I became a vegetarian. I had a group of friends who were raw eaters and vegetarians. I wanted to find an alternative way to improve my digestion. I thought raw food was the answer because it was easy to digest. In fact, based on my body constitution, raw food made my body even weaker. After giving birth to my first baby, my body was simply too weak. My labor was 40 hours and I did not have proper rest after childbirth as we did not engage a confinement nanny or maid and my husband did not extend his leave to help out after our baby was born. My friend recommended me her neighbor's maid who was good at handling kids and doing housework. I was considering having a helper at home and I discussed it with my husband. He did not see the need because we were expecting our first baby only. He thought that I should be able to handle it as well as his mother, who has four children. We did not engage or confirm a nanny because I did not trust anyone to handle my newborn and the nanny cost was high. After my 40 hours of labor, I was physically very weak. My baby slept a lot and never woke up for meal. I could not sleep, so I rested in bed. I wanted to carry my baby and place my baby on my chest or sleep beside me. I asked the nurse if it is possible. The nurse told me that it was not so safe for the baby. So again, I did not listen to my instinct. I missed my baby a lot, even he roomed in with me. But I needed to sit up to see his face. I should have asked the nurse to push the baby's cot next to my bed. I was exhausted from worrying about my baby. I was not in the mind to watch the time to wake my baby up every two to three hours. My baby continued to sleep and barely woke up for milk. On the third day, my baby had jaundice and needed to be under phototherapy in the nursery, in the nursery room. I missed my baby even more. Second day before my labor, I was not sleeping well and eating well due to my nerve pain, plus 40 hours of labor and two days of worrying and missing my baby. I did not, I did not sleep for 
a few days already. At night, I went to the nursery room three times to peek outside and ask the nurse how my baby was. My gynae was informed about it too, but no one said any comforting words to me. My husband scolded me for going to the nursery room instead of resting. Probably due to the Due to too much separation, I ended up with separation anxiety and depression. There were gynae, midwife, nurse, my husband, my doula, but I felt very much alone without support. On the fourth day, on the fourth day stay in the hospital, I finally dozed off at night. I woke up when I heard my husband snoring. I started to miss my baby a lot and went to the nursery room again. Later, I learned from a friend that I could request the hospital to bring the machine and the baby to my private ward to room in with me. I guess it was much easier for the nurse and the baby doctor to keep my baby at the nursery. In the hospital after I birthed my baby, I was emotionally and physically exhausted, and I became very teary. My case was referred to the Women's Health Department. The person in charge of my case was a very nice and educated lady. She called me once in a while to follow up on my case. I also joined other mummies in the group gathering, which was held once a month. It was nice meeting up with other mummies. Some mummies were taking anti-depression drugs prescribed by the doctors. I feedback. The feedback I got from one of the mummy was that she did not take if she did not take the, the drugs, her husband would see the difference in her condition and reminded her to take the drug. She was taking things very hard on herself because both her daughter both her daughters were special needs children, as she explained that they were both slow in learning as compared as compared to other normal kids. So she needed to personally take care of her children. I could understand why she was depressed. I guess anyone in her shoes facing the same situation would feel the same, even if you put a man in the same situation. How individuals handle the situation may be different, and the choice chosen may be different. Even though the lady in charge of my case also recommended medication for my case, I did not see it as a solution, so I did not go to the doctor for the drugs. In fact, I see myself in fact I never see myself as sick or having any mental issue. Many postnatal depression or postnatal degeneration was viewed as pathology, but I think otherwise. I was feeling very lonely, overwhelmed, mentally and physically exhausted. What I truly needed was proper rest, postnatal support, encouraging words, reassuring words. I felt misunderstood by the experts, professionals, and family. I feel that in marriage, pregnancy, childbirth, and postnatal, we never know what we are really entering into, even with technology advancement and all the experts and family members around. I saw a YouTube video which explained that basically the primary caregiver was sleep-deprived of 700 hours in the first year after baby was born. For the husband to understand this, they need to know that the 
wife um, lost 500 cc of blood during natural birth. So imagine if the husband donated 500 cc of blood today and for the following one year, he is 700 hours lack of sleep. Then what happened to his body? Will he look as good now? Not possible, right? Then what happened to his nervous system? Digestion, mental alertness, mood and the general health and well-being. Can you imagine? To understand what the wife is going through, the husband needs to know that the wife is still losing energy, heat and blood through locha and breastfeeding. That is a lot. Locha is not menses. It is bleeding, but it is postnatal bleeding after childbirth. Breast milk is the energy that converts the blood into milk. So postnatal woman is losing energy heat and blood through external gestation, which is breastfeeding. I knew I was not in the right state because instead of feeling joyful with my newborn, I was overwhelmed, worried and started to experience separation anxiety when my baby was not with me. I contacted my natural therapist to check if she was able to visit me in the hospital on that day or we could arrange another day. Monday was her rest day and she did not want to work because it was important for her and her work that she was doing. She needed her off day. We did not follow up on that. There were many relatives from the husband's side coming to the hospital. All were too excited about the birth of my baby, the first grandson from the son in the family. I felt that the only person who came to visit me was my father. The rest came to see my baby, not me. I felt a lack of family support and understanding. It took me years to regain my strength and well-being. But my husband did not understand what I went through. Initially, I was glad that he took one month leave to help me with confinement. But when I was discharged on the fifth day, which was on the Sunday, he finished his leave and was back to work on the next day. My husband listened to his mother and aunties to take leave earlier as everyone expected the baby to come earlier. I birthed, I birthed my baby on the third day past the expected date of delivery. It was, I was left alone with a newborn. My mother-in-law came to bathe the baby every day. I did not rest and recover well. Back home from the hospital, when I entered the master bedroom, my mother-in-law suddenly pressed her hand on my breast and commented that everyone had milk except me, while pointing her index finger towards me. I believe that every woman has milk. But as a first-time mother and new to breastfeeding, which is very much a learned skill, what I needed was encouraging words and reassurance. I tried to latch for an hour, but could not. Without the help, without the help of the lactation consultant, I did not attend my, I did not attend any breastfeeding class or learn about breastfeeding. My mother-in-law and my husband were besides me but they did not have the knowledge to know how to help me with the legging so that I could breastfeed my baby. Back home, I could not relax. 
I was constantly worried about my baby boy. I woke up three times at night to check if he, he was breathing. What I needed was skin-to-skin contact so that I could exchange sensory information and both of us could relax. Worrying takes away a lot of energy, which I was already depleted. To my father, who is now in his 90s, life is tough and that is what life is about. This was how he was trying to encourage me. I probably need to digest it a bit harder to feel his love and strength. I wanted to give my baby boy the best care, but it didn't happen that way. I ended up with depression and separation anxiety. I felt that no one was there for me in my difficult time when I needed help the most. Sometimes the bad things that happen in our life place us on a path that that is to lead us to the best thing that will never happen to us. There is a purpose, which is to put us back on track. Postnatal care is a specialized area and a very much learned knowledge. Husband love his wife, but the fact is they are not in the business of doing postnatal care. To know how to support the wife during postnatal and most of the husband may not have a role model to learn from. In the past generation, it was the woman's staff and husband were only in charge of earning and providing for the family. It took me much pain to learn through my mistakes. A mother's health is the basic foundation to the family and to the society, but it is often neglected or misunderstood. Educating new parents is what I want to do. This is my purpose and the reason that makes me a passionate newborn care instructor. Because life is short, why should we repeat the same mistake and learn through our painful experience? To prepare during pregnancy is to prevent. Not everyone has a second baby to redo everything from pregnancy, birth, to postnatal and breastfeeding. We can do it right for the first baby. This is my dream and my mission to teach. Life is to thrive. You can contact with me through my Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn and my links will be in the show notes. I look forward to seeing you in my next episode where I will be sharing with you more stories and tips. Thank you for joining me today. I'm so honoured to have you here. Now, if you'd like to keep going and want to know more about our mentorship, training programme and done-for-you services, visit me at soulrichwoman.com S-O-U-L-R-I-C-H-W-O-M-A-N.com And if you happen to get this episode from a friend or a family member, be sure to subscribe to our email list because once you subscribe, you'll become one of my Soul Rich Woman family. There's nothing you cannot achieve if you want to do it. Sending you my love and speak to you soon.